You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the best store in the universe. Thousands of shirts, but not really. Shop now and support the show at MaddoxRules.com. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from fighting sharks to first date sharks. With over 4 million <laughs> downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the rear admiral of Tangents, Ron Babcock. Thank you, Maddox. And joining us this week's special guest moderator, Chad <laughs> Culchin. Hi, how you doing? Welcome back to the show. Guys, this is going to be an amazing episode. A big debate, I think. This is one that everybody thinks about in the back of their minds. We're going to be debating this week, is the internet becoming more full of dipshits? It's something that I think we all feel in our bones. But first, I want to introduce our guest this week. He's an amazing author. He wrote the book Average American Male. He's worked on Men, Women, and Children. That was a, that was a, a movie based on one of your books, right? That's correct. And the incredible Burt Wonderstone, Bad Judge, and a billion other movies. Please welcome to the show, Chad Culchin. Chad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back to the show. You were on an early, early episode. Yeah, I remember that. It yeah. was a little different setup in here at that point. Totally different setup, yeah. Was there more wires? Uh, more wires. There was less background, certainly. Yeah. We uh, we got a, a snarky comment in the chat room. They're like, 124 episodes, and they still don't have their shit together. No, he says, 124 <laughs> episodes, and Maddox still doesn't have his shit together. He doesn't know how to catch me. Yeah. He references you. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, whatever. All right. Yeah, because the soundboard is still not back up. It might be actually throughout this episode. I have it running in the background. So if you, get, if you guys hear just a shit ton of sound effects, that means we're going to get it up and running during this episode. <laughs> so this is also our first episode we were recording since Thanksgiving. And Ron, you did the spatchcocking of your turkey, yeah. which I thought was a joke thing. Have you heard of this, Chad? No. Spatchcocking? It's a real thing, because Ron's last name is Babcock, and I thought he was making another pun joke. but <laughs> No, no. Uh, all Babcock, spatchcock. It's, uh, <laughs> what is spatchcocking? Uh, Chad, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's um, so there's right. a different there's different ways of cooking a turkey, and it mostly has been used to cook chicken, but people are starting to use it to cook turkey. What you do essentially is you just cut out the backbone of the turkey, and then you flip it over, put your oil on it, pat it dry, seasoning, salt, pepper, maybe tuck some cloves of garlic or butter between the skin, whatever, and you um, roast that in the oven, and you roast it flat. And what that does is the bird cooks at an even temperature. So you're not drying out the legs so you can cook the breasts. And instead of taking four hours, it takes one hour. And it turns out fucking perfect. So the benefit is you get an evenly cooked bird uh, and you get your oven back. So you're not using your oven for four hours, using it for like, it literally, it took an hour and I probably could have taken it out maybe five, ten minutes earlier. And I was shitting on it because it sounded like it's going to be like Leatherface. You're, you're spreading out the turkey like yeah. a scroll, but Ron's turkey looked <laughs> picture perfect. It was, it turned out, I, I posted it and you're like, yeah, yeah, that looks pretty good, man. It looks pretty good. Like, it turned out fucking great. Ron, Ron's life, I, I tell you how many times. I'm th- basically I'm... a Better Homes and Gardens. <laughs> yeah. That's my whole I, I mean, that was definitely more uh, turkey preparation conversation than I've ever had in my life with anyone. That's true. Well, because I get fucking pissed off when you go to people and they get all fucking fired up about their turkeys and the way they baste it and they're working on it for three days, which is fine. I just don't want to spend that level of time on a bird, you know? So this is nice. You pick it up, you cut out the backbone. You got to get these badass, like, uh, poultry shears to do it, and it's fucking hard because you're cutting through bone. But then you get to use that, you get to use that spine, huh, huh, in the gravy. With the neck and the giblets. Oh, you, you boiled that down. You know, yeah. you know, if you ever need help cutting through bone, you get some Saudis on the on the case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
That's a little Khashoggi reference. <laughs> yeah, man. Good one. Is Good that one. how you pronounce it? Khashoggi? I, you know, yeah. I just realized I don't Kish- really watch. I, I hear a lot of people, the pundits will say Khashoggi. You know, they'll really oh, like try to lean into it. The same people when they go to Taco it. Bell, they're like, I'll have an enchilada. Exactly. Oh, I hate that shit. I have a friend like that from, it, at from ta- Utah. No, you don't. Yeah. Like, at Taco Bell, they Not Taco do that. Bell. Not Taco Bell. But anytime we go to a Mexican restaurant, my friend from Utah, he's like one of my best friends, but everything he does annoys me. Um, he's, he's, I, I was like his best man in his wedding. Uh, just anyway, we'll go to a Mexican restaurant, and my, my buddy Andy always used to call him out on this. He'd say he has this fickle finger when he orders, and he pulls out his long, Fickle, oh bony <laughs> finger, and he just like peruses the menu, oh like God. Hmm, 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 like a race car, and <laughs> and, and it pisses us all off because we know what he's gonna order. It's always the same fucking thing every single time. It's always a chicken burrito, and so he'll go through the menu and he'll be like, hmm, I don't know, maybe I'm gonna get a bean burrito. We're like Roy, Roy, his name's Roy. I'm like Roy, you know what you're gonna fucking order? Just do it. Just order the chicken. So. The waiter will come, right? We all know we're all ready, and we know he's going to fucking order it. He goes, what's in your um, polo burritos? We're like, Roy, it's pollo. We've told you a billion fucking times it's pollo. That's how you pronounce it. It's pollo. And he goes, well, what else? I'm like, it's chicken. It's chicken. And the waiter says, yeah, it's chicken. And he goes, well, what else is in it? I'm like, and, and, and the waiter's like, rice? I'm like, yeah, of course. It's ro- fucking rice, Roy. You know it's always it's rice and beans. It's what they put in a fucking burrito. You know this. Is he just doing this to piss you guys off? I don't think so. Because if he was, I'd give him so much more credit because he's really doing it. He's like the perfect combination of arrogance and ignorance. Yeah. And, and he's just like... Really, he thinks he's like top shelf. Oh man, I had a friend like that at a Mexican restaurant once, and he like he would turn to the waitress, and she's really cute, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm probably gonna say this the wrong way." Like he was being all sheepish, and we're like just laying into him, and the waitress is looking at us like we're the biggest bunch of assholes. Like, no, what is it? He's like, "Um, I like the cheese, uh, Kayla, <laughs> Kayla Dila," and I went, and I'm like. You've lived in L.A. for six years, and you don't know how to say fucking quesadilla. Like, it's <laughs> this isn't, like, an exotic word. Everyone knows how to say quesadilla. Yeah. And he just, like, and the, the waitress looked at me, and then she, like, treated him like this broken bird. I was like, yeah, and then we're like, man, and we told we were like, hey, man, that was pretty amazing. Like, how you, like, that waitress is totally into you. And he's like, what are you fucking talking about? I was like, oh, god damn it. God. Like, this is why we don't hang out with yeah. you. Because even when we try and compliment you, you make you like you make it hard. Yeah, yeah. This guy, I was telling, I told my friend too. Like this guy, like he got his driver's license before we all did, and he was like, he would always, he, we called him the librarian because he had this amazing porn collection, and we he would like check oh, it out. Oh, so some libraries are cool. <laughs> Only for porn, Ron. They have porn at libraries. There's, we have a running thing yeah. about I like libraries, and uh, Maddox hates libraries for some reason. I, I I don't hate them. It's just that Ron was Ron gives the Babcock tip later in the episode. We'll be having the Babcock tip, but. His tip a few weeks ago was to go to your local library. I'm like, I'm a fucking author. I don't make shit if you go to the library and read yeah, my book do, there. Yeah, you do, because every they library to... has a copy of your book. Yeah. yeah, great. That's one copy. How many libraries co- are there? There's more than one library in the country. There's well, thousands. But even, can we just get to the pointlessness of them? We have the internet now. We don't need them. Yeah. 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 Well, then the internet just increases the ability for people to just like download and watch your shit for free. But anyway, I'm cool back with to- that. <laughs> back I think it should all be for free anyway. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Well, not me. Uh, <laughs> um, wait, what were we talking about? The library. Uh, you're talking about uh, your buddy has the library porn collection. Oh, the library porn collection. Mm, the librarian. Yeah, the librarian. Oh, God, which is 
That is not a title I would ever want. Um, one night we were over at my my house, and I'm like, "Hey, you want to go up the street to uh, Roy's house and like pee on his lawn?" And, he, and I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Let's go pee on his lawn." So we go, we drive a couple blocks to his place, and we call him on his cell phone. And we're like, "Hey, Roy, look out the window!" And he goes, "What?" And we're both standing out there pissing on his lawn on his tree, and we're like flipping around, like, "Oh, whatever, fuck you!" And so he goes back inside, shuts the window. We turn around, like thinking we're real tough badasses we get in the car my buddy tries to do a u-turn and bumps into the curb and gets a flat tire <laughs> in front of his and you house. had to ask him for help <laughs> i assume no we were too proud neither one that's of us hilarious would. We're, that's so we're right. standing out there for an hour changing his fucking tire in the winter and it was like instant karma that's fucking great. yeah yeah <laughs> we had it coming uh anyway guys we should get to the debate this week which is is the internet becoming more full of dipshits? This is going to be a big debate. Uh, and also, guys, I want to mention, if you want to leave us a voicemail, we'll be getting to that later in the episode. The voicemail number is on the website, madcastmedia.com. It's at the bottom of every page. If you click on the best debate, any of the best debate episodes, it has the voicemail number you can call in. Leave us a voicemail. Even if we don't play them, I'll listen to them personally. And then we got some quick news headlines at the tail end of the show. But we should get to the debate. Chad, as our return guest this week, yeah, I'm going to give you a first stab of the debate. Is the internet becoming more full of dipshits. Why or why not? Uh, I mean, technically, I I guess technically, yes, because more and more people are becoming connected. We're about, what, 52% of the, the world currently is online on the I internet. The other 48% still living in the dark ages, still living in the old world. But I don't think, generally speaking, that it's true, no, because the internet still is full of everything, every piece of information that you want. I think the dipshits currently maybe are getting a little more attention because we have one as kind of the leader of the free world. And uh, everything that he does on Twitter, I think kind of sparks attention toward that, saying that these things are bad, these things are evil, they're used for frivolous means. uh, And the dipshits are getting kind of like center stage right now. But still, you can go on that same internet and see what's happening at CERN, see what's happening in the space station, see what's happening all across the world of science where certainly there are not dipshits at work. Yeah, well, I, I hear this argument made a lot. Um, I, in fact, I think I, I think it was actually Dreadmere from a long time ago who made this argument because I said, are cell phones making us dumber or, or, mm-hmm. or stupid? And his argument was, no, because you have access to to all the world's knowledge. Exactly. Well, yeah, but you also have access to celery and broccoli and carrots and vegetables in a grocery store. But do people make those smart choices? Like, you should use the internet as a tool for enrichment. But do we? And why? I, I, obviously, I, I would say, no, we don't. Most people don't. Most people don't. But that's always been the case. I don't think the level of dipshittery has gotten... Uh has really changed at all because of the internet. We just have more people on it. And like, I mean, look at your feed. You just see like everyone's thoughts constantly now. And yeah. you see every thought. So we key in on the ones that make us seem like dipshits because those are the ones that spark outrage instantaneously. And we all like that little outrage hit where we're like, oh, well, fuck that person. They said something that I think I should say they shouldn't have said. Yeah. And I feel like that's just kind of how the internet uh, is perceived now. But again, your friend is right. All that other good shit is still on there. You just have to fucking be interested in that. Yeah, you know, this is the, kind of like the argument against uh, public education or forced education, which I am in favor of. I think you should get educated. And, you know, this is this goes down. Man, how does it feel living out there on that limb? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's becoming more controversial these days because I think a lot of people who are... Oh, really? To, yeah. Oh, oh Yeah. I've debated lots of people who don't think there should be any public education or any for mandatory education, which is insane. 
I it's think that, it's insane. I mean, how popular is that state? I, I'll, I'll kind of go out there on that limb a little bit. I do think that it is a strange thing that as human beings, uh, you're born, if you're living in a, a country where there is public education, or really education of any kind, even if it's like your parents telling you about whatever God you should believe in, from zero to 18 years old, you are put in a system where you are told what reality is and how you will behave in that reality. And uh, it's all obviously untrue. None of this is actually real, but okay. Well, that's now. This is this is an, a fascinating debate. I would love to have that debate too at some point. Sure, if we're going to sure. But with with regards to education and public education, no. I mean, it's you know, it's a big thing. Like, I think that people have Chad's point of view, and actually, it's a, it's usually like conservatives who have that point of view. They don't want there to be any kind of public education because they perceive public education as being liberal right it's like too it's like sure. too liberal leaning too liberal skewing so but back to this this uh, this argument of like you know cuz cuz the argument is made if we don't have public education then what we have is uh, people who are m- just voluntarily learning things, but mm. you can't learn about things you you've never even been exposed to like who in the hell is going to l- learn the correct fishing rate of a fish hatchery mm-hmm. that's the, that's a problem that most the people the son don't of even- the guy who owns the fish hatchery Early indoctrination. That's how all ideas are spread, and that's why we live in the world we do. But doesn't that lead to nepotism? And and Le- yeah, dude, we have it. That's a real thing that will always exist throughout uh, human history. Well, what if somebody comes along like they there's a there's very specific fields in like heart surgery where they try to model the electric conduit of your heart essentially, and that's something that a that's a pr- type of problem. That nobody is ever exposed to unless they go to academia, and it, unless they're they're you know f- introduced these topics, they're never going to study that because they don't even know that's an option. They don't even know that's sure. a possibility. So I think with the internet, when you pull up your cell phone, you get a brand new cell phone from the store. It's pre-installed with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. all these social media apps. It's not pre-installed with Wikipedia. It's not pre-installed with like you know the Library of Congress and and all these like educational sources. And even if it was, nobody's going to use them. Everybody wants to you know look at uh, uh, those titties and asses on Instagram, right? And I- everybody always wants to look at titties and asses though. I, I don't <laughs> think that has changed since the dawn of time. I mean, yes, we are driven by these. Kind Is this of a debate like, about whether it's okay to look at titties and asses? Because I am <laughs> firmly in the titties and asses camp. You, it's fine. Look, okay. you know, the internet has everything. Then we're all on you board here. But, you so want. you're saying that the, nobody's using the internet in the noble way that you you think it should be being used. I Therefore, feel like there's more there's, Tom shittery. Yes. Is that what the word was, Tom? Or what did you say? <laughs> sure. I don't. I think you said something. I was like, that's a great word. I don't remember. Uh, but no, I mean the original question was: Is the internet generating more dipshits? Right, dipshittery. That was more dipshittery. Yeah. Are, are there more in dipshits on the internet? Is it becoming more full? More of than when? More than what are we? Like, comparing is it increasing? To? Just over time, is it increasing? I feel like even the last ten years, something has changed. I feel like it's way more full of dipshits, mm-hmm. and I, I think the reason is is because it's give it's made it too easy for dipshits to use. Whereas before, when you had to publish your opinion, you needed to learn a thing or two about buying a domain name, setting up hosting. Sure. You have to have some technical HTML. savvy. Yes. And and because of that, it it the barrier of entry was much higher. Absolutely. And, and, it, and it knocked out a lot of dipshits. But I will say this. I firmly believe that the internet is now the primary world and the room we're sitting in is secondary. So what do you mean by that? That that's the world that matters. Your behavior there matters much more than your behavior here. 
Uh, and it also affects more people. Look at how many people are in this thing. We have three people sitting in a room having this conversation. All of these people, many more than three, are listening to this and watching this. Yeah, there's and, four. Right, whatever. Your audience, essentially. Your audience is more important than your kind of like friend base, your family, whatever. That's true for all of us. And we're now in an era where each of us must reconcile what is our relationship to the internet, to social media, et cetera, et cetera. And some people look at it for entertainment. Some people like this, you're using it as a business. We all use it for different things. But the fact that we all now must engage with that world definitely means that at least, I won't say there's more dipshits, but there are just more people involved with it. I mean, 10 years ago, the, I don't know what the actual number was, but it certainly wasn't 52% of the world was connected. It was much smaller. And like yeah. you're saying, there is that technological barrier of entry. You have to know how to get on it. Now, you have to buy a cell phone. It's like, it's like ha uh, having a cell phone or internet access is something we consider to be a basic human right in the connected world. Um, that to me makes it uh, like, yeah, maybe there's like in quotes more dipshits or maybe it's people have the, the same level of being dipshits, but now we're just all on the internet. Our, our guest moderator, Dreadmere from last week would absolutely disagree with that, which by the way, he got lit up again in the voicemail. I'm going to say he would disagree with what? Well, what you said about the internet being a fundamental human right, he would say it's a, it's not, he would say it's a choice. He would say, you know, and that's actually the argument that he made. So he got lit up in the voicemail. I'm going to play some of the voicemail next time he's on the episode. I brought in like one or two for him, but oh man, these are going to be hilarious. But Ron, what do you think? Is the internet becoming more full of dipshits? What, what are your thoughts? Well, I guess my first thought is a, what is a dipshit? Okay, a dipshit is a dullard, is kind of a moron, is, is someone who's not a critical thinker, I would say, is a dipshit. Okay, so if you had a world, the world, and let's say we were able to divide the world into dipshits and non-dipshits, let's say at 60-40, 40% dipshit, 60% fucking A. Well, that's very generous. I know, well, I'm being nice. <laughs> and let's say, as they, as they get on... You know, I, I understand Chad's point is saying, well, more and more people are getting connected. There's going to be more and more dipshits just because that's that's how, how, how it works. I would say, though, that the Internet um, tends to allow our base impulses to come out more easily. Um, I know that I would say things online in a comment thread or leaving a review that I would never say to a person in real life because there's that there's a separation there. So I think we have. I think it allows us to maybe that more dipshitty part of ourselves to come out more easily. So I would say, yes, I think the internet does have more dipshit. It's also yes. introducing a, a completely new, I think, psychological system that we're working in, which yeah. we have never had when you're just having like a live interaction, you're seeing body language, you're looking at a person's eyes, all that kind of stuff. Right. You're now really just translating like Twitter in my mind is kind of like the wheel to a Ferrari that will eventually come. And that Ferrari will be thought to thought transmission, feeling to feeling transmission, probably some kind of a hive mind like thing that we all experience whenever we want. You just jack into it. To some degree, I think it's going to be like the beginning phase of it. I think will be something like instead of having to read the shit, people are just like, oh, this is what I think about this, this is what I think about this. Uh, you'll just kind of like plug into it and you can experience everyone's experience. That's interesting. So you're saying like that the technology that we have today is kind of like the most primitive base yeah. version of it and that that exactly. too is going to evolve over time yes myspace facebook all the kind of like first social media platforms i think are going to be the equivalent of mesopotamian ruins to a new york city that's to come 
uh, we're just seeing the the very first start of what the internet so is going to be. When we're like grandpas. Back in my day, my friends would write on my wall. What do you mean? You know, like that's happening now. We're already there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Facebook is like that's for weird. old people. Yeah, for sure. Facebook is for like old a people. Grandpa, I didn't create content all day long. Yeah. So you assholes didn't have to plug in and achieve singularity. Yeah, I mean, Chad's right. We're, we are there. My website, my, I realized this like not too long ago, but my website is 21 years old. My website is older than many of its readers. How many design changes have you had in that 21 years? Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Economic. I, I, I like the steadiness of it. Yeah. yeah. I I, uh, I talked about this a while ago on this, uh, I think on this podcast, but I went to do a talk at a design firm and I thought they were fucking with me, but they really wanted to fly me out to do a talk. Oh, you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the design. Uh, yeah. so I was, I, was, I was up there and I'm like, guys, in honor of this like design firm, you guys are top shit designers. You're, you're amazing. I'm, I've updated the design of my website for the first time in 20 years. And uh, all I, I, I said, here's the before and here's the after. And all I did is I added two lines to it. I'm like, I think those look pretty sharp. Sure. <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, my website looks like shit, but uh, that's not the point. Here, let's get back to the debate the dip, about dipshits yeah. on the internet, right? Here's Here's what I want to what I want to argue is that the internet has given us so many new paradigms for people to be dipshits, right? So many new ways that we hadn't even thought of that people can be dipshits. Like, for example, uh, you know these these trending videos. I know this is a dated one, but the plank was one of the first ones sure. that became a huge meme. It became a huge trend, and now you know, fast forward to it's even this feels dated. But Drake's fucking song that uh, Kiki. Song, you know the mm-hmm. the the you know when when everybody does that thing when they're driving. Um, driving or ghost riding or whatever and they're standing out in the court, this the dumbest fucking meme. That's a way that people are able to be dipshits today that our forefathers never thought of. Like if but our it's forefathers, still, it's still just behavioral conformity. We do that. We have done that prior to the internet since again the dawn of humanity. I would argue getting married or having a wedding is a form of but, dipshittery, but it, but it amplifies it, doesn't it? It makes it easier. Yeah, it just makes able it to... smaller. It makes it so that the behavior can last a few seconds and then you contribute it to the stream that's a meme or whatever to say, I comply with this, mm-hmm. meaning what, whatever the point of it is. If you find it funny, if you find it sad, whatever the ice bucket challenge is to potentially raise awareness for some specific charity, whatever. All of these kind of little pieces of behavioral conformity, I think it's that's been in us forever. It's which team are you on? That's it. Right, right. Okay, so the behavioral conformity, if this was happening a long time ago, right? Another one was the uh, what was that that uh, that stupid dance? Everyone, the Harlem Shake. The Harlem Shake was another one of those. Sure. And you know, every one of these like fucking memes that come along, people were able to do this stuff in shame in their rooms, <laughs> like with no audience years, yeah. ago, which is the way it should be. You should do. You should be ashamed of this stuff. And and like not why though? What if I can laugh at you? I mean, there, there's some there's some. Part of the the thing that you're saying is like this this is a person who's a dipshit who's doing this, but also like we enjoy to laugh at those things, and they're laughing at and it too. In most like cases, to be a part of it, I think there's a sense to be said that sometimes it's nice to feel like a connection to something bigger than you, even if it is through something as dipshittery as the Harlem Shake. Like it just feels something you feel like a part of a community, and that yeah. feels good. And now maybe too, you can get paid for it. If you wind up making a meme that becomes super successful, maybe you're going to get to go on the Ellen DeGeneres Ellen, show yeah. or something. Oh my or whatever, god, are you, you know? fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start making some memes. Well, that's what happened with like the damn Daniel kid, you know, popped up on Ellen, and I guess I guess they got kind of like an unfair. Like one of the kids got like a surfboard or something, and then the other kid got a lifetime supply of like 
the the van's shoes. Yeah. And the guy and the kid's like, well, the surfboard only costs like four hundred bucks. Can I get the van? Exactly. <laughs> this is a and that's what I'm saying. That's why I believe that the internet is the primary world because our secondary world behavior is guided by it now at this point. Like look at Twitter, look at any kind of Instagram, anything that's happening on social media. We're even talking about it now, but like that damn Daniel kid, he makes this one thing. He goes on Ellen. He gets all this shit. Uh, Trump puts out a tweet. All this fucking crazy shit happens as a result of it. That world is controlling more of our behavior than this world is. But that, but that the internet can't exist without, like I can choose to unplug from the internet. Can you? Yeah, I mean, if do I it. like, do it, do it right now. Okay, should I? Do, do I should turn yeah, off my phone? Unplug, yeah, uh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can't unplug from the internet. How do you pay your bills? How do you order things? Will you stop using Amazon? Will you stop watching television? All that's the internet. Mm-hmm. How will you connect with anyone? How will you communicate with anyone? So then, you, you mean as you use a communication? Yeah, the internet's like intertwined in our lives. It's intertwined in literally every piece of your life. But like. The idea that like my it, it controls my world like yeah in a sense that it's a tool that I use mm-hmm. but like I don't have to like be a part of like the social media side of it like I no, can no, use it, it doesn't to matter. bill pay Donald Trump know? is like, the president because of Twitter it controls your world there it doesn't things, matter if you engage with it or not it's like the idea true. of God the idea is there that controls people's behavior whether God exists or not people behave based on the idea, their perception of it. Trump, it's the same with, with social media. And Trump can literally make a tweet right now that will affect every human's life. Absolutely. Every with, single human's life. If it, he made he a already tweet, has. Yeah. He already has done this yeah. multiple times. Yeah, when, when he's tweeted things that sound like he's about to take military action and even the commanders don't know what the fuck he's doing and it takes him like, you know, nine minutes to tweet out the follow-up to the, to the <laughs> yeah. tweet. Sorry, just kidding. Yeah, like what yeah. the fuck? You could put... In countries uh, on high defense, you could have you could you could uh, provoke an attack, a, mi- a missile attack from another country with a tweet. Trump with Twitter, whether you are on the internet or not, I think that that can have an effect. You know what though? I will say there are some some people who are on the internet who are not dipshits, and those are the ones giving us super chats. We got one from uh, Jimmy Pie for ten dollars. He says hugs and kisses. Thank you, Jimmy Pie. And Pavich Ravin for five dollars says every time Maddox drops a truth bomb, there are less dipshits in the world. Maddox hero. Thank you, Pavich. Really appreciate that. Keep those super chats coming. I'll read those. We got some more chats in the uh, chat room as well. We got Edlin Martinez. <laughs> I love the only thing in your house that should connect to the internet should be your computer. Well, yeah. that kind of is how it works. Well, I, not, I mean, it's getting to the point that, I mean, now they have like fridges that are connected to the internet. Where Via they the computer inside the fridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's I agree, dude. Internet yeah. of things on board. You're Let's on board with it. it. Yeah. I'm kind of on board with it too. I, I don't think that's a problem. I don't. Th- I don't think that's going to contribute to dipshittery. I'm. A, I'm looking either. forward to like when the advertisements actually fucking work. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm looking forward to like when they say like all the Internet of Things and like it's as easy as they make it seem to be. Yeah. And I'm not having to scream at Alexa. What's the <laughs> capital of fucking Uruguay? Like, it'll get there. It, it'll get there. It's just, it's so, like, they keep trying to sell us this bill of goods. <laughs> and we still have restaurant tables that are wobbly. Yeah. Like, we're not fixing shit first, you know? Uh-huh. And, they, and, then they, and then they give us something new. Like, they never just have it all work. It's like they keep promising things for us before they get old stuff to work. And that's like, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited for it to work. That's all. Yeah, it'll get there. Okay, but until it does, we still have this. This I feel like it's a surge of dipshits again. So, <laughs> chat, chat. Have you ever been to like 
you know, a nice high-end restaurant or club, mm-hmm. right? It's part of the reason it's nice and high-end. Not all of them, but, like, part of the reason is the exclusivity. They let in a certain clientele. You want to be among your peers. You want to be among people who, you know, maybe, like, have good hygiene and aren't dipshits themselves. So if they if the club suddenly just, like, <laughs> open the doors, anyone can fucking come in. You're yeah. going to have, like, the khaki shorts tourists coming in with their fucking snot-nosed brats. They're going to be bringing in right. their, their hot dogs or whatever they're eating. Like whatever the, the commons are eating, hot these, dog like, eaters. What are these Fucking commons <laughs> eating? Yeah, you're gonna right. Yeah. Isn't that then? Isn't that then like an, a, a perfect analogy of what's happening to the internet? They've made it easier for the hot dog eating dipshits wearing khaki shorts to come into the club. Is that? I, yeah, I mean, I don't think the internet is a club necessarily. Again, I think it's like a primary human right at this point. Well, let me give you let me give you the dark side of this, right? Okay. Because you're saying that people, Ron, I think you you made this point earlier in the chat. I think you agreed, which is this making us more connected and people want to be part of something, right? Some some kind of group, and that's why these memes and cultures and things come up. Well, the dark side of this is white nationalism. Absolutely. That's also getting amplified and it's uh, it's allowed these dipshits to find each other in, at greater speeds where they never could before <clears throat> well not never could I mean. well it was much more difficult in the past it's like, more efficient yeah it's much more efficient if in the past if you had like a, a backwater you know redneck white nationalist in some little cult somewhere in like you know alabama or tennessee whatever and he's disconnected from the world because they are choosing to live in a, in, in a lifestyle that is rejecting society essentially well, now they are they are connected, and they can find other people who've chosen to reject society in their specific way, and they just kind of glom together, and they become like super white nationalists or the alt right movement. I don't think that could exist without social media that we have today, and without the internet today. Well, the and, Ku Klux Klan. Existed. Yeah, I mean there were lynchings and the Civil War. I mean they seem pretty connected. Slavery. And well, but objectively, hate crimes have gone up. Attacks on Jews have gone up like seventeen percent in the last three years. Yeah, recently, like in a kind of historical framework, for sure. Only recently, though. I think racism has been way worse in our country in some olden times. Yeah, that slavery was pretty bad. Yeah. Slate. What? (laughs) Um, But I agree with you. It, it, It does allow people to access one another and ideas and stuff at a, you know, the speed of the fucking internet. But that's just an amplification of something that was like already there. You know, like those people already have that dipshits inside of them, and the internet is just a tool. Right. For that's them. the point I'm making. It, yeah. It's making it easier for these dipshits to get on. And that's why I think there's more dipshits today than there were before. I, I You know what, Chad? If I had to argue your point, I was going to make the exact same argument you did, which is like, you know, there's the same amount of dipshits. We just have more people on the internet. Therefore, it, it seems like there's more dipshits. But I, I also made So this really, th- is it the internet's fault, or really are we just mad at just the yeah. dipshit in ourselves? The, the real question is is the internet turning us into dipshits is that I, basically what we're getting at i think so i think it kind of okay. is i think it kind of is because it, it is not led to the mark zuckerberg vision of connectivity the connectivity that he had in mind that's was, his fault though he fucking turned facebook into a giant money-making scheme and he's like in collusion with foreign governments and shit that i i don't think like that's not the internet's fault that's his fault the internet still i think I mean, it's just the next phase of human evolution. It's all of us connected constantly. And I don't know. I just don't see it as like inherently a bad thing. I don't think it's inherently bad, but I also think that there is something fundamentally broken about it that... Do you feel like we've like screwed the pooch so far with it? 
Like, do you feel like we've... In some of... ways, in some ways not. It's like we have cures for a lot more diseases now, specifically because of the internet, because the of free medical information yeah. being Like, do you feel CERN. like we're just going to get... Like, in your view of the internet, it seems like you have a very optimistic, positive view. Do you feel like over time, we're just going to... It's going to just kind of keep improving? Or do you feel like there will always be this duality, wherein that they're always kind of be... The, like, just like we have in and of ourselves. And My, there's always going to be the mm, shitty side and this, like, kind of noble side. My true hope is that we eventually get an AI god who levels the, the playing field entirely and says, here's the deal. If you want to keep using the Internet, you got to get rid of money, government, religion. Here's a new way to kind of govern yourselves. I'll help you do it. I'm hoping something like that will eventually happen. Um, I, I don't think like duality of humanity. I think we're like reaching some kind of tipping point where human beings are about to become something else. And it's going to have to do with integrating the Internet into ourselves or at least living there primarily, like I was saying, because we're. It's not slowing down. People aren't unplugging. More and more people are, in fact, getting access to the Internet, and the people who already have it are spending more time on it. Uh, I don't think that's ever going to reverse unless we look at, like, a catastrophic uh, kind of end of humanity, maybe by the environment or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I think ultimately we're looking at a new version of humanity and we're in the throes of it happening right now. All the different behaviors that we're engaging in that we never did before specifically because the internet exists even just like physically taking out your phone and fucking doing this that's something we never fucking did just that little physical thing does have some effect on you psychologically you know yeah and it's becoming it's it's so commonplace that nobody even bats an eye anymore it exactly used to be, it used to be this 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 mark of shame if you were like at a restaurant and and you were looking down at your phone now it's almost expected. I go to restaurants with friends sometimes, like four people at a table, everyone looking down at their phone. Exactly. And it, nobody's even calling them out anymore. Nobody even cares because everybody else wants to do it too. Yes, because that's the primary world. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. You go out to dinner with four fucking people. You don't even look at each other, at least for some point of that dinner. You're all going to be on your phone at one time or another. And you see one person pull out their phone and that gives Everyone you like, yep. okay, well, fuck, yep. that's Free time to look at our phones uh -huh. to see what's going on. Uh -huh. That's the you, primary world. Do you ever feel like it's um, kind of like a kid with a new toy where all they do is they get this new toy and they want to play with it and it's awesome. And over time, though, we're going to realize that maybe there's some unintended consequences of constantly pulling out our phone and being on it and that there's going to be like a... Like a measure, like a kind of a, a checking in to be like, hey, maybe we're doing this too much. Like the way that phones are affecting like yeah. development in children. Like, do you think that after 10 years, Absolutely people are going to slow down at all? No. When has humanity ever done that? Said, oh, we made this thing and we're all fucking doing it a lot. We should completely stop it or at least check on it. Smoking? Never. Cigarettes. Yep. I was going to say the same thing. Cigarettes. Cigarettes is one where, where people were like, yeah, we got to pump the brakes on this one. And it, but that it happened worked. with also with I mean, government intrusion, you know, with government regulation. Don't cigarette companies still make fucking billions of dollars? They do, but they shifted their markets overseas. So they it's very insidious. I went to Syria when I was a kid, and all this shit that Who's we that? had. Is it by New Jersey or something? Syria? No, it's in the Middle East. Oh, okay. uh, When I was a kid, I remember, I remember seeing these ads on billboards and thinking it was wrong. They showed kids smoking on billboards in Syria. Shut the fuck up. Yep decades after it was outlawed in America, these same companies, Philips, they moved their operations overseas where they have less regulations and they just started marketing that shit. And I saw kids walking around smoking all over the place. Kids were smoking. That, that though, is like a social vice or like maybe you want to call it a, a health-related vice. I'm talking about technology. That shit never goes the other way, ever. 
in my understanding of it. You know, I, I, I hope, I mean, it's unprecedented. We've never seen it happen, but my hope is almost that it does in some capacity because I feel like, you know, someone, someone like me, I'm like a super brain, you know, I feel like I'm really just like a super, super, a, a, like a, a power. <laughs> All right, <laughs> like a oh my God. like a like a powerhouse of <laughs> no, no, thought and go, pure hey, intellect. Keep yeah, going, super brain. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> okay. See, because I'm able to with my super brain, you know, uh, yeah. resist the temptation to check in my phone, but most people can't, and I feel like they're the dipshits, right? They're the ones who are like, do you we can't <laughs> not be fucking playing Pokemon Go when we go out for coffee? That's afterwards. a choice. You have never <laughs> not played Pokemon I'm Go when you've left this house, Chad. You know what? I'm playing it right there now. There we go. Two, there we go. I'm not, yeah. I'm not even kidding. Two That's months right. ago, he bought this like Pokemon Go thing. It was like a, a button you push. A fan sent it. Yeah. And so like he was just thinking like, yeah, like what are those? This, f- this thing plays the game for me. You got to make even, You like, got to even need to play the game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to push the button. It is, does it automatically. Is that a vape that, that plays Pokemon no, Go? It's it's a charger for your phone. Uh-huh. And this little dongle thing in the oh center it connects to your phone Bluetooth and it will auto catch, auto spin. Oh my God, buddy. So you don't even have to play the game. You are playing, Ron. You're always training. I'm playing. Stop calling it playing. It's training, okay? We're training our Jesus Christ. It's gamification. It's just watching a number go up. It's that, like, accumulation, that accrual that all fucking good video games, at least for me, have. you're excited to watch your bank account go up, make sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode for the Babcock tip. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of Pokemon Go, we got Taylor Nikolai in the chat room. He says it's community (laughs) community day in Pokemon Go. I know, dude. Yeah, I totally know. Three people. And it only lasts for three fucking hours to double start up. No, I know. Shit. And I'm like, I'm uh, here. I know. We can't catch the devil Dude, startup. everyone in my office <laughs> fucking talks about Pokemon Go behind me at my computer. Yeah, now who's and I'm like, yeah, oh, you guys catch yeah. any of your Charzillas? Or like, I don't know any of the terminology. How dare you? That's Le- not a Pokemon. Le- uh, you know what? <laughs> Blizzard announced, or they didn't announce this. I read this on Kotaku. They're going to make a Pokemon Go style geolocation game based in the world of Warcraft. I've heard about that. I'm like, my life's fucking over. Yeah. Maybe dressed as a wizard going to I- Bristol Farms to fucking... <laughs> Get goblins or whatever. It's just fucking done at that point. I thought about you when I heard, when I read that. Um, we got a super chat in the chat room from Pavich Bami. He says the filter of society that shamed people before is now gone. The ease of access to the internet not only allows these people to be heard, but encourages people to be dipshits. It's a race to the bottom. Ooh, yeah. That filter's not gone. Very though. thoughtful. You get immediately shamed. In fact, I think it's the opposite way, maybe too too much. There's like outrage immediately. And, with and anything you because say. of the dipshits, I think that's why you, people are getting sh- so shamed. It's the dipshits doing it. They're the ones. I mean, dipshits, and also like you know the occasional super super mind, like the big brain powerhouse. Because <laughs> I I love shaming people, but I do right. it from a place of like you know intellectual superior, superior. intellectual yeah. superior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Uh, Chad, a real bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, okay. real quick, before we get uh, move on from the Pokemon Go thing, too, last night I was walking home at like 1 a.m., and I saw a gym that like looked pretty weak, only like three Pokemon in there, oh, so zero health. So by gym, you mean like not an actual gym, a virtual gym? Yeah, That's like correct. a Pokemon okay. gym. Yeah, Primary world gym. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah so, so I'm in there, I'm like attacking this gym, <laughs> and there's like four Pokemon in there, and then I, I killed one, and then there's two left. I'm like, well, that's weird. I only killed one. And there's this car kind of like idling at the intersection. Yeah, next to me. And I look at the guy, and he looks at me, and I like point up to the gym, like the imaginary gym. I don't know why I pointed up, but like in my in the game, it's overhead. It's like a big thing. Yeah. And he like looks at me. He's like, he shakes his head, no. He's like, I'm like, oh well, maybe I'm just a weirdo. And there's another person, like maybe in a restaurant, who's playing. So finally, take over the gym, and the guy rolls down his windows. He goes. 
dude, are you attacking that gym right now? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, it's me. I'm attacking it too. I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Well, you were here first, man. You take over the gym. And we had this like real moment, like just a stranger idling in a in a at a at an intersection in his Jeep, dude. At I'll one a.m. I'll do you one better. Yeah. When they introduced trading into the game, yeah. In order to get a Mister Mime. I met a complete stranger on Facebook in a trading group and then met him in real life on a street corner in Koreatown uh, to make a Pokemon Go trade. Wow. Was it a good Mr. Mime? Uh, it turned out to be like an okay one, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I got I, Mr. I got... Mime. It completed my uh, Pokedex for the first whatever, Shinho yeah, region or I, whatever I can't get the Mr. Mime. Yeah. And, and that guy was Chad's brother. <laughs> no. Yeah, never. First time you met him. Yeah. See, bring people, people, bring people together. together. We took okay. a quick genetic. Everything test. you guys have said in the last like two minutes, I have no idea. Anything yeah, we are. Saying. We are. Like, I mean, I have like a, a an idea of it, but yeah, man, I just can't. Have you, you ever know. played Pokemon Go? Uh, I've seen people play it, but no, I've never played it. You should at least own. play it one time because that gamification of the real world is something that's going to be huge in the next five to ten years. You know what my gamification is in my life? Hmm. It's um like. I just got pants from the Gap, two hundred fifty dollars, and my gamification was using the system to cut the cost down from two fifty three to fifty seven dollars. Wow. Whoa! How'd you so knock two hundred bucks? Uh, Black Black Friday sale, fifty percent off plus ten percent off plus getting the Gap card, using it during their like October rush days or whatever, yeah. and building up sixty five dollars of available rewards to use. Holy shit! That's the that's way. Fantastic. That's my like Pokemon Go is that kind of shit. See, but Ron, you're not a dipshit. And most people, again, on the internet are. And it's the ones who are, who are, you know, just baited by this outrage. You know, Huffington Post just the other day posted this thing that Fox News picked up and all the conservative, like, outlets. Because Huffington Post finally, finally got, a, got on board with criticism that I made back in 2012 of, of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Which is, essentially, the story is kind of a shitty one, if you think about it. It's Santa. They, they discriminated against this reindeer because he had a red nose. Oh, right? until he was useful. <clears throat> until he was useful. Yeah. Yeah. And once, uh, only once he was useful, then they treated him like a, 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 a you know. So would you say that your friend Roy, who used to bully, <laughs> was like Rudolph? <laughs> but maybe if he came out and helped you with your flat tire after you peed on his front lawn, no, nope, wouldn't have even accepted it. You didn't it. even. That's even worse. You just like because you like bully him so much. I know it, it pissed me off so much, Ron. This guy, I don't regret it. <laughs> single. I if I could go back and do it over again, I'd do it just the same. Because he he. It, speaking of red noses, like one day he came over, he came over to us. Like we we're all hanging out, and he goes, uh, he seemed kind of down. He's never down. He's always like you know pretty okay. I'm like, what's what's up, buddy? What's going on? He goes, oh, I just went to the doctor. I'm like, uh, is everything okay? What's uh, what's up? He's like, no, what? I got diagnosed with something. And I'm like, oh shit, dude. Um, what's up? Is it sounds serious? What's what's going on? He says, Well, it's a condition, there's no cure for it. I'm like, well, what is it? I mean he's, he goes, Well, it's called Rosacea. And I'm like, Roy, are you say are you trying to say rosacea? <laughs> he goes, No, it's Rosacea. No, it's, and, <laughs> it's Rosacea. <laughs> And this happened all the fucking time with him. All the time. I argued with this guy for like fucking years about how the word chaos is pronounced. He would say it's cho it's chose. <laughs> chose. I'm like, I'm like, no fucking is it. This is like chose. before the internet was like a real big thing. Yeah. So 
I remember I was like losing my fucking mind. I'm like, Roy, it's chaos. It's chaos. And eventually I got him to budge a little bit. I called Sega of America when Sonic and Knuckles Chaos Emeralds came out. Yeah. And I said, hey, I, I called Sega of America, like talk to the service rep. I'm like, hey, um, this I know this sounds weird, but can you just pronounce the name of your new Sonic game for me? He goes, why? I'm like, please, it's just my buddy's on the line with me, and he thinks it's pronounced a certain way. Can you just say it? He goes, yeah, Sonic and Knuckles, Chaos Emeralds. I'm like, there you go, Roy. See, it's fucking chaos. We hang up the Dude, phone. I fucking love that. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah. That you use Sonic for <laughs> like, not just like a dictionary pronunciation key or anything. You call the fucking Sega. That's call how to prove a point. Yeah. This is the game. Yeah. Would you say that the makers of the game know how to pronounce the title of the game? Yeah. Okay. And oh. so so the, he, oh, well, there weren't like oh, talking dictionaries God. at the time. So finally, I like hang up the phone, I'm like, boom, in your face. And then he budged a little bit. He didn't admit he was wrong. He said, well, it can be pronounced both ways. I'm like, no, oh, fuck my God. I, I had literally the exact same kind of thing with a friend of mine with the word chasm. Really? Chasm? Yeah. Huh. That's very strange, man. Yeah. And, and there's no way to convince these people, is there? Yeah, I have that Absolutely with uh, not. preface and preface. Well, that one's that one's like uh, preference. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I think with going back to the debate, uh, the dipshittery like there's an you're kind of having an either or fallacy in the question, which is that people are either are dipshits or are not dipshits, and I propose that we all have part of us that has either part of us is a dipshit or is part of us is dipshit capable. Mm. So I don't think it's I don't think there are. There are some full dipshits out there, but I think there are a lot of people out there who are a little bit of both on the dipshit spectrum. Yes, they have. They they range on the dipshit spectrum, the uh, the level of dipshittery, and I think that the internet does enable us to allow that part of us to come out more easily if we choose that. Absolutely. And I think that the think the thing is is that pe- more people are choosing that because, like you said in the beginning, we're not choosing to eat carrots, broccoli. We're choosing to eat sugar because it feels good. And I think that's what we're doing with the internet Yeah, as well. there's too much sugar on the internet. People are lazy. They're going to it. I remember at one point, I used to be so addicted to Facebook. I It's like waned a lot over the years because I started blocking it on my computer. But I remember at one point, I was so addicted to Facebook. I would be browsing Facebook and I would open up a new tab and start browsing Facebook again because I got bored of what I was reading and I just started another tab of Facebook. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing now? See, and I think we're going to, like you say that, you know, you don't really foresee a slowing down. And I, I, I agree. I, I, you know, sadly, I do totally agree um, that it's probably going to be like that. But I do think there is going to be more of an emphasis put on r- r- self-regulation. Like much how is people are finding out how much sugar is in a can of Coke these days, you know, and, and really quantifying that. But like, that's how much it is. Like, shit, maybe I shouldn't be drinking a Coke every day, maybe every, every other day. And I think those same tools are going to happen for using things like social media because of the effect that it's having on us. Well, here's a sinister argument, and I think something that we haven't really considered that might actually be in play right now. Who are the most profitable users for Facebook to have on their platform? Is it smart people who are going to check, get the information they want, and leave? Or is it dipshits who are going to spend all fucking day browsing, clicking links, clicking ads, clicking games, spending time on their network, spending their money on the network. Maybe Facebook, and I think this might be true, is designed to attract dipshits. Maybe Facebook by design is engineered to get as many dipshits on the platform because I just heard this piece, I think on like Market Watch or something, about how an engineer, the engineer who first discovered Russia's meddling meddling on Facebook, 
kind of brought it to the uh, you know the head engineering team, and Sheryl Sandberg and, and Mark Zuckerberg were like kind of pissed at this guy. Cheryl, especially, she like pulled him into his office and yelled at him. She's like, "How dare you? Why are you bringing this to our attention? Now we have to deal with it." There was like this big political fallout, and they kind of had to you know, go down this rabbit hole of figuring out who's misusing their platform and it opened up a whole can of worms with Cambridge Analytica and all this other sure. stuff. But by like Facebook is is created as a tool that kind of makes it easy for people to exploit dipshits. And they want dipshits on their platform. That's why I would say that it's more full of dipshits because it's you know the, the places the place there's like if you put if you put like a bunch of like hay out in the middle of somewhere, you know, you're not gonna get high end People coming to eat that. Hey, you're going to get animals coming to eat it, right? So you're attracting, <laughs> yes, right. Okay, <laughs> right. I don't think you'll get one person actually, <laughs> not a lot, or not. Yes. On, on any level, right. I don't think a person's going to wander out into your field to eat the hay. Correct. And we can all agree that animals are dipshits. So if you have these, <laughs> <laughs> you have this like piles of hay that sure. Facebook is putting out there. And essentially getting the human equivalent of animals, right? These dipshits mm. on their platform, spending all fucking day long. Ron, you give me a, a grin. Like, I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> do you guys spend money on Pokemon Go? Like, real life money? Dude, not only have I probably put seven to $800 into the game just buying Pokecoins, I went to the first Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago. So that was like airfare, hotel. So spending real money on virtual assets. Let me ask you, what do you spend money on yeah. entertainment-wise? Yeah. Entertainment-wise? Uh, bozo. Uh, on Netflix? <laughs> okay. What a bozo. That's it. You never go to the movies. You never go out to dinner. You never go to a sporting event. Uh, yes, I do those things. It's the same. Yeah, exactly the same. That's right. Boom. I don't spend seven to $800. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I mean, I mean that, that's just... <laughs> Chad, I, I will say, I will say, so like I'm you're on, saying that the entertainment of uh, the value, the entertainment you get from Pokemon Go is worth. But could you clearly. achieve that same entertainment without spending? Clearly, there are people who don't spend money no, on Pokemon no Go. Way. Look, look, Chad, I'm on your side, but I'm you're level us forty. Look bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm level forty. I have forty-four million experience points. That's amazing. I, I mean, I'm, no, on, I'm only level without 30. the seven hundred dollars. I I have spent only six dollars, and I think Chad, you and I have different philosophies towards this because, like, Chad is like disappointed every time I tell him my level because it's like it's not high enough. But I'm I'm not I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I feel like you're disappointed, Jesus, dude. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm the it. opposite. The higher your level gets, the more disappointed I get. Here. <laughs> <laughs> like, Man, it's thirty. Come on. Either way, either way, I'm disapp- I'm like judged by both my friends, by both my groups, <laughs> the players, and not. But at last time I told you my level, Chad, I felt like a tinge of disappointment, and I kind of like I I. I uh, my eyes went down a little bit. I'm like, I know. I I, I felt like every trainer has their own relationship. Y- listen, you know what? Game. You're right, though. It is if it's if it's entertaining to the person, and that's the way they get their entertainment. Then you I, know. I've only spent a grand total of like six bucks in the game, and I realized a long time ago that it's not a race for me because I I'm I enjoy just the little bit of fun I get every day from it, which is like less than ten minutes. It's not a very fun game to be honest, and that's the reason yeah, I play it. The game it. is terribly designed. It, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, you guys are just selling it so hard, <laughs> dude. Right now. I would love to have a. An entire conversation oh yeah like how spend, shitty the game is do you like spending it. money and getting frustrated Pokemon Go <laughs> no it's that's not all video games at this point Overwatch <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ yeah if, yeah even Ugh. like Fortnite Fortnite is like at least they, they're selling cosmetic changes to the game which oh, yeah, are pretty cool least. to be fair yeah <laughs> but they don't <laughs> 
they don't they don't change the uh, you know the gameplay. Anyway, it's not a very fun game. Um, but I like the, I like it for that reason because I can't get addicted to it. Mm-hmm. If if it's not very fun, there's literally nothing to do in the fucking game after like ten minutes, unless you just want to like walk around your neighborhood a whole bunch. Yeah, collect your shit. Yeah. I, the last dollar I spent on it, by the way, was the plane ticket to Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago fun? last summer or two summers ago. No, no, it was a, it, it was, was a described show. as the fire festival of video games. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. really. Twenty thousand people showed up in Grant Park in Chicago, and uh, no one's phone could work because all the cell towers were overburdened. The game itself crashed. There were angry mobs chanting "Fix the game, fix the game." Um, it was absolutely terrible. Damn. Yeah. That's Niantic. Yeah. The worst video game company on the planet. Yeah, they 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 have mismanaged that property so much, but like it's it, and it doesn't like matter. Getting... It makes billions of dollars a year for. Yeah, it makes so much money. Anyway, guys, we should wrap up this debate. Chat, any closing thoughts on uh, whether or not uh, they're... I love the chat room. Uh, oh, my God. Maddox calling Fortnite skins cool. His taste is aligned with every middle schooler in the country right now. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I... but to be fair, they are pretty cool. I just... I just, I, Yeah, shithead. I just hung out with my nephews, and I spoke their fucking language. They're like... Same. You know, Same. Yeah, like, yeah, right? He's the nephews, too. Yeah, yes. immediately, like, we're talking about memes. We're talking about, Uncle like, fucking Maddox YouTubers. Is so cool. Yeah. And we're talking... That's it, right. It, it was was like I'm j- I'm their level. I'm playing with them. I'm like, oh well, what's your loadout? Let's see what your weapons are. And like, their and their parents were just like, you know, astonished. They they were like, well, we don't. They're speaking another language. We're out. We're out of this code because the parents have moved into the uh, kind of obsolete generation. They have been replaced already. They don't even speak the language of the next layer of humans that are going that, to take over the world. Isn't that a good thing? Because we're we are like everything I'm talking about. I'm not proud of. I'm not proud that I know all this shit. I'm not proud that I know. Like I, I watched this new uh youtuber i've been uh checking out like uh you know he just does like tons of meme reviews and there's yeah. tons of these like meme reviews yeah and the memes are sometimes so esoteric and so like Absolutely. niche like oh uh have you guys ever heard of like poop videos on youtube like youtube poop yeah ytp love them ytp yeah ytp i make, I make some bachelor ytps yeah what, on my instagram account i'm gonna pu- I, i'm gonna play one right now for you Ron, just so you a, can hear the audio i don't know what a, a ytp is it's just like recutting any videos a lot of disney videos get this treatment done to them where they'll take it and just recut the shit so that they say different things than they actually said but they'll also fuck with the imagery a little bit yeah it's bizarre here's one from like spongebob or something uh listen to this yeah it's It, it's not glitching. It's, it, it's all it is. It's is a that, bunch of garbage. That's edited. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, uh, but is it all, does it make any, is any of the recuts sensical or is it yeah. all just kind of? Some of them are. See, so so here, so this is a perfect analogy, a, a perfect example of what just happened uh, on a microcosm scale. I just, okay, Chad and I know what YouTube poop is. We had this discussion, this conversation. Ron felt left out. We introduced Ron to it, right? Now Ron feels like he understands what YouTube poop is, at least on some like basic level. Someone in the chat room, DJBX, says, lol, YouTube poop, are we in 2008? So this is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is how exactly. quickly, like this thing you've never heard of today is huge on the internet. It's a Was whole huge subgenre. On the yeah. yeah, it's a whole subgenre. Like came and went, and there's like entire generations of people who've never heard of it, and we'll never have that frame of reference. That we'll never have that context. Oh no! <laughs> but don't you like when we're talking about the internet and all this shit? I want it all. I mean, you're talking about having a mega mind and all this. Yeah, yeah. Don't you want it all in your head? Don't you want to consume it all? Don't you want to be in it constantly? I didn't know. No, that's no. all I want. I want really? the ability to live in the internet and know everything that's on it at all times. I, I used to like it. I wrote this tweet a while back where I said, I just don't think that humans. 
have evolved or were intended to have a direct conduit for feedback and criticism from every other person on this planet in real time. I I agree, but I want to get there. That's where we're headed. I mean, that is the direction we're going. I don't know if we get there or not. I don't know if there is the cataclysmic kind of environmental apocalypse that we're all now very afraid of. But if there's not, even if there is, maybe we, that's how we get out of it is by going into the internet. Okay. Well, where we don't have to worry about the fucking sun melting us all or food shortages or the fucking 50 million people that are going to be displaced by sea level rising in the next hundred years because we all live in a fucking hard drive. Okay. Well, we have like trillions and trillions. Nobody drops it. Yeah. Well, it's already happening. Um, We have trillions and trillions of neurons in our in our heads. Right. And if you look at humanity as a whole, the entire population, like seven plus billion people, you could approximate every single person as a neuron. If you have a direct conduit from every other neuron to every other neuron so that every other neuron in real time can communicate with each other. Doesn't that then overwhelm that neuron? Like if you if you use that analogy with humans and said, okay, every other human now has the capacity to be to get information from every other neuron. I think that's not how our brains work, and I don't yeah. think that's how humanity will work either. That's why you got to get a chip in that brain, motherfucker. I don't think to let room. you process this shit. <laughs> <laughs> they open up your skull and they're just like. We Dude, can't put it's, it in there's, there. It's not going to fit, man. It's not going to fit. We, this never... brain is so small. <laughs> <laughs> We've never seen this before. <laughs> yeah. Where do we put it? Yeah. All right. All right, Chad. Well, great debate. Uh, <laughs> Very good. Ron, any, really yeah, that was super debate. fun. Ron, any, any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, yeah, I... I don't know. It's it's kind of it just opens it up. It makes me wonder. Like you know what it does is maybe my final thought is the fact of of it's fun to play the clock forward and to see where is this going to be in fifteen, thirty, fifty years, and how much more connected we're going to be. And I guess I'm a little wary of the unintended consequences. But no matter what happens in human development, there's always going to be unintended consequences. And um, it'll be interesting to see the stuff that I complain about when I'm an old man. You know, yeah. Th- I, I feel like we're getting a preview of it today. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the internet is war. It, yeah. it feels like it's just war. Every time you plug in, it's not enjoyable. It's not this relaxing thing. Everybody's fighting with everyone. But all the I time. also think it's it, it, there is the responsibility of the person to choose the areas of the internet that that bring you value. How when Twitter's putting it right in your fucking front face? Because you don't need to go on Twitter. You know what I mean? Facebook. Like, where, where do you go on the internet? Like I, you know, there's just different blogs that I read that I really like enjoy, and those that's where I go. Well, Ron, you're a smart guy, but most people, again, we establish, I think, most people are dipshits, and and they're going to social media. That's a, that's like but you social media you. is the primary world. Yeah, if you're not engaged with that. You are not engaged with humanity at this point. You're the and exception. That can be I a mean, place, I like you're saying. I you disagree. Can, I'm engaged. I think you don't have to have an Instagram profile to be engaged with humanity. Just because you're not engaged with all the humanity doesn't make any of those interactions less valuable. Yeah, but you're not seeing that booty. And that's... Only... <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. You, you don't have to have any of these things, obviously. You don't have to. But I'm telling you, that is where people are interacting more than this world. Yeah, you're the it exception. It simply is. You're the exception, not the rule. Most people, like over 52% of all internet traffic is, I think, just to Facebook alone. That's not even counting like- Fuck, really? Yeah, it's a lot. That's fucking crazy. The majority of internet traffic now is just going directly to Facebook. See, and I'm actively trying to decrease the amount of time I spent on the, that form of the internet. Yeah, I had my buddy just disable his account the other day because he heard that Sheryl Sandberg and Mark Zuckerberg report, and he said, this is just a bad platform 
platform where it's just mining data to sell to people. Mm-hmm. They're not enriching Although, my life. Although, man, their algorithms, like all those little like, hey, we thought you might be interested in this. They're great. I'm just like, God damn, this is spot on. And part of me wonders, yes. like, what's the problem with that? There like, isn't. Every time I have a conversation with a friend where I'm like, yeah, shit, I think I need to get some new shoes. Then I open up Instagram and there are ads for shoes. I buy them. And I'm like, yep, it knows me. That's great. And I'm wearing a pair of those shoes right now. It's fucking fantastic. And Facebook, the platform itself may be shit. It may be out to steal your shit. They also own Instagram. They also own Oculus. Yeah. It do, Facebook as a company owns it all. It doesn't matter. You And you have to use it. Sorry, you have to. Until Facebook goes down, but there will be another Facebook. I would love to have this debate with uh, with Dreadmere in the room, too. We yeah. got to have Dreadmere in. Uh, we got Taylor in the chat room says, put it on the blockchain. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Don't forget to vote. Madcastmedia.com. That's where you can vote on these topics. We'll be listening to your voicemail. Uh, it, we got some voicemail at the tail end of the episode. We've got some, uh, and we'll be listening to your voicemail next episode as well. But before we move on, we should get to the Babcock tip. Ron, what do you got for us this week? This is All part right. four, right? Part four of a five-part series on financial matters. Um, so, you know, in the beginning, we talked about what how important it is to track your spending. And that really is like where it all starts. You need to know what's coming in and what's going out. Then we talked about building up an emergency fund, preferably in an online savings account, so you could get a higher interest APY. If you're going to have money sitting there that you want accessible in case of an emergency, might as well have that money work for you. Right. You have to use it as an inflation hedge. Have you heard of this, Chad? Like an online savings account? I didn't even know that was a thing. Ron? There are online savings account banks that can offer much higher APYs than Chase or Bank of America because they don't have to have brick and mortar stores. So instead of like the 0.04% my Chase checking account gets, an online saving account bank gets 1.85%. So if you have a bunch of big old nest emergency savings or you're saving up for a house, say you got 15, 20, 25 grand in there, that money can make money while it's just sitting there rather than lose money because of uh, inflation. So then after that, we talked about investing and how I recommended don't worry about buying individual stocks or timing the market. Just get yourself a good old-fashioned, broad-based, low-cost index fund. The one that I use is through Vanguard, but there are certainly choices in all the big investment places. Uh, Betterment is also really cool. You can actually get access to the Vanguard funds. I use VTSAX. It's the total stock market index fund. So now... You're like, okay, Ron, I understand what you're saying. What's the next step? You got to think of your investments as like water. Uh, and there's all different kinds of water. You know, there's water for individual stocks or bonds or, or like I'm always talking about index funds. And then you got to have a place to put your water. You got to find your, your investment bucket. So there's different kinds of investment buckets. There is, you might, you know, a 401k that somebody, uh, their employer might offer. You have IRAs, and there's a bunch of different kinds of those. There's like uh, Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs. Well, what are what are all these things? I, I just hear Th- these acronyms. are these are just different buckets that you can put your investments okay. in, and they do different things. Um, so my tip is that if your employer offers a 401k, you should be taking advantage of that. That's a retirement bucket, and the great thing about that bucket is when you put money into it, uh, it's very tax advantageous. So let's say you make fifty thousand dollars a year. You put $10,000 into your 401k. That's a retirement bucket. You're not going to get that money back until you're 65. And until then, it's going to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. So you're going to. Well, what's the, what's the interest rate for something like that? Well, you're using that's your investment. So you're using your like your index fund investment and you're putting in your uh, 401k retirement bucket. Okay. So over the course of 30 years, probably on average, it'll return uh, 7%. All right. So, but the nice thing is that when you put $10,000 into it, you know, let's say for this year, uh, and you got to pay taxes on your income to the government. You got a fifty thousand dollars salary. You got to pay taxes on. Right. But if you put ten thousand dollars into a four hundred one k, well, 
that's actually that's a tax. You get to write that off on your taxes. So then you're not paying income tax on fifty thousand. You're paying income tax on forty thousand. So oh, because the government wants you to save for your retirement, they don't want to take care of a bunch of people in their old age because it's expensive. Right. So they may make it very tax advantageous for you to save your for your retirement. And a lot of times, companies will offer an employee match if you are working at a company that offers an employee match for uh, your four hundred one k contributions, and you're not taking it. You were leaving money on the yeah, table. Yeah, that's a great... That, but they do it up to a cap, right? Right. They'll do up to like 3%, but yeah. you should at least put enough money right. into your 401k. Now you're saying, okay, Ron, I work a dipshit job that doesn't offer a 401k. You're like me. I don't have a 401k. What do I do? I would recommend looking into IRAs. There are two kinds of IRAs. There's lots of kinds of IRAs, but the most, the biggest ones are traditional IRAs. What's a, what's an IRA stand IRA. for? An Roth IRA is an individual retirement account. Okay. So it allows people to save for retirement. So you could have a traditional or an IRA. The big difference is when you want to pay your taxes. In a Roth IRA, you're putting in after-tax money. So I can put money into my Roth IRA and I can't write it off my taxes. But when I take it out, I can take it out tax-free. Traditional IRA is opposite. I can put money into the traditional IRA. I could write it off my taxes this year. And then at the end, when I take it out, I have to pay money on it. But you would pay money on like a like, lower like a lower uh, rate, right? Yeah. It, it, I mean, this is where it kind of gets really exciting is like sometimes people like retire early and they, they do like a Roth IRA conversion where they convert their... Roth IRA into a or it's it's kind of get bonkers. The point is, uh, you basically a lot of times people do Roth IRAs, but like read up on both of them. You can contribute a total of fifty five hundred dollars a year into IRAs uh, between a Roth and that's total. Like if you have both a Roth and a traditional, you can contribute a total of fifty five hundred. And I know this is a lot right now, and I'm throwing a lot of words at you, but I'm just trying to describe that when you invest in the stock market, you have to put your investments into a bucket. And these are the different kind of buckets that are available to you. The final, the final one, and this is the one that most people probably use, is called an individual brokerage account. That's just it's like a checking account for the stock market. You can put money in, you could take money out. It's like there's no rules, but it's not tax advantageous. So I would say if you're gonna be saving for the long term in your retirement, you wanna fill up your retirement buckets first. You wanna fill up that Roth IRA or that traditional IRA bucket first. Put your fifty five hundred dollars you have in there. Then when you have money left over, then put that into an individual brokerage account. So why an individual brokerage account over, say, like a Vanguard uh, index fund? It's So a Vanguard index fund is, uh, and I'm, I apologize, I'm not explaining this more clearly. Uh, so the Vanguard index fund is is the investment. The, the brokerage fund is where you put your investment. So you put your index fund into that brokerage fund. Oh, so a brokerage fund is kind of like a, a big umbrella that encompasses all your investments. Is that right? Yeah. Or in like a brokerage fund is just another kind of like you can have your, your 401k bucket that you put your investments in. You could have a Roth IRA bucket that you put your investments in, a traditional IRA bucket that you put your investments in, or an individual brokerage account that you put your investments in. Cool. Think of them all as different buckets that you can put index funds in. All right. So well, you want to fill up the IRA first or a 401k, something of retirement, and yeah. then you want to go in and fill up your you know individual should, brokerage account. Uh, thank you, Ron. Great tip. You know what you should do is, uh, have you seen those those internet memes where they show like, um, you know, like a bunch of different buckets and where you pour in water and they say, which which bucket will fill up first? And they show like different heights and things like that. You should do one like that, but with, with like the IRA, the index funds. I will post, you know, I'll post uh, some yeah. stuff to the Facebook group and my Twitter explaining this stuff a little more. And I want to recommend a book. I don't think I recommended this last week. This is the, the book I want to recommend to you. 
Um, and this will kind of go into the next time we do a tip. But basically, I know a lot of the stuff is, is going over your head right now, and that's fine. But you need to, t- you know how long it takes to get good at this? Like, honestly, just to learn the basics of financial literacy. 10 years. About 10 to 15 hours. Oh, that's it. Maybe like a couple, a couple of books, a couple of podcasts, just for you to understand the basics. But that 10 to 15 hours can change your fucking life. If you take a little bit of like personal responsibility and just be, I just want to figure out the basics, you can really change your life for like, I'm talking like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars because you'll choose, make better choices and you could set yourself up where in 20, 30 years, you will have a fuck ton of money that you will enjoy. And the book that I'm going to recommend to you right now, if you're just looking, we're like, I don't fucking know anything. And I need someone just to explain like what a fucking stock is. And this is the book a guy wrote for his 19-year-old daughter. And it is the perfect book for just figuring out the absolute basics of everything. It's called How... Uh, I gave it to you. Yeah. It's uh, a How to Build Wealth Simply. Right. Or no, excuse me. The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. And you can get it for free on his website, The Simple Path to Wealth. He has a stock series on his website. That's It's the same thing. It's just a 30-part stock series. Or if you want to get a kind of a, a more fluid version, you could get the book, which is awesome. And I would recommend getting the book from your local library. Ten, you know what, Ron? You, you blew it at the end. Uh, veto this tip. Another one. I got to veto this tip. Uh, SR7 in the chat room says, I do a lot of personal finance, self-education, and everything Ron has said so far is solid. Aw, thanks, man. Yeah, he says 401k and, and, uh, or IRA are wrapper around a bunch of investments. The wrapper just keeps you from taking out the money but allows you to use pre-tax money to buy it, deferring taxes until retirement. Basically what you he's, said. He's, yeah, he's saying it way more simply, though. Yeah. And uh, in retirement, your income is typically much lower, so you can essentially pick your tax rate via how much you withdraw. Brokerage account is just an account you can buy shit in. And 401k match can either be your percentage of what you put in, or it can be a dollar for dollar match up to some limit. All uh, very, very, very astute. Pro- yeah. Very astute. But yeah. remember, keep doing your research. And part of the research is learning. So uh, seriously, go get that book. Read it. You will put yourself on a path and your future self will thank you. Well, thank you, Ron. Thank you for that tip. And we've got the final part of this five-part series uh, next next episode. But we should talk about the debate that we had from last week. Chad, last week we debated what's the worst city. What what comes to mind? What's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's in the, the world? Yeah, in the world. Well, no, in the US. US. In the US. Shit, I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure it's some... You're talking about city, like, what? top 20 on the on the list of population or something? Up to you, man. Anything you want. We had we had Beaver, Utah, as one we of the choices. Big cities. We had, well, like, real podunk town. Yeah. I, can t- I can tell you a story, if you want, about a little town called Great Bend, Kansas. Great Bend, Kansas. I love Dude, shitting on small towns. Yeah, and I love... And I, love, <laughs> I, 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 I want to fucking... Be- if there's going to be a bend, I want it to be great. Yeah. It is. It was built on, uh, I think, a Great Bend and a, a Great <laughs> Bend. It was built on like a, a corner of a river or something. But whenever it Sounds was found, like blah, blah, blah. But it was. I grew up there as a small kid until about like, I guess, second or third grade. Then we moved. But um, it's where all my grandparents lived. It was population like roughly 10,000, I think, that may be lower than that now. It was an old Kansas oil boom town that the population had steadily declined. And now the last time I was there was... Um, shit, I don't know, five or six years ago for a funeral of one of my grandparents. And the morning we woke up in the shitty little like Ramada Inn or whatever, which is the nicest hotel they have there, uh, the 
butcher down the street or whatever. I guess it's like a, a pork processing plant. They were boiling off the pig blood. Oh my God. And so you woke up to just the smell of boiling blood. And then we trekked out to this little cemetery and it was like 150 degrees or whatever, you know, to watch my uh, grandma's ashes be placed in this thing. But no one lives there anymore. It's like they used to have a Kmart. That's like just a rundown husk of a building now. And it is just one of the most sad, broken places that I've ever been in my life. Great, I, great band, Kansas is what it. Yeah, great band, huh? Shout out to everyone. I kind of want to change there. my answer. After it's a great band, Kansas. The, the, the smell of the stench of boiling pig blood is well, very. Is that a good smell though? Because no, no, Boiling blood is not a good smell. How do you know? Because you cook steak and like you know some of the blood comes out and you smell it. And you're like, hmm, I'm ready for yeah, steak. Yeah, it's not quite the same. I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> boner for that steak. Yeah, I put that in my mouth. I love worst, it. worst city. I mean, shit, yeah. dude. Well, Who's got the highest murder rate? Who's got the highest well, poverty rate? That's like DC, Chicago. But like, I we had a, d- a bunch of choices coming in dead last. This, uh, yeah, dead last is New York. Fucking a. People like New York. That's the problem. Overrated. Yeah, followed by Houston. That was my choice. <laughs> I Houston. really. My like parents Houston. used to live in Houston. Really I spent some time there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Do you just hate a place. it? I mean, Joel Osteen has his mega church there. So how bad can it be? <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> uh, I shit on Houston so hard. And uh, then we got. Beaver, Utah. That was Dreadmere's choice coming second place. Uh huh. But oh shit, yeah. Number one, worst city, San Francisco. Congratulations to Mike D, our guest who chose San Francisco. <laughs> what? Why is that the worst? Oh man, we he just went on and on about like how smug <laughs> San Franciscans are because they're all in a competition with people from LA, and people from sure. LA don't even know that it's a competition. Right. Right. It's the saddest fucking thing when people are like competing really hard with you, and they care with you. I about- think the 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 um the like city motto of San Francisco should be um Can I speak to your manager? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the that's on their their license plate. <laughs> Come, right. Let me speak to your manager. Uh, yeah, we he just went on a rant about San Francisco. Um, you know, and it's also cold and hard to walk around anywhere. Sure. But uh, we should get to some voicemail. We got a ton of voicemail. I'm not going to play the ones for Dreadmere. I saved those. I got so many though. Um, here's one. <laughs> here's one about my choice about Houston. This guy agrees. Listen to this. Maddox, I was initially baffled by your choice of Houston. But when you clarified, I gotta say, you hit the fucking nail on the head. Because I went there to see a Texans game, and honestly, there was nothing else to fucking do there. The one place I went to eat was a fucking shithole. Like, they gussied it up and tried to make it look good, but the food was awful. And there was nothing else to fucking do there at all, except my wife wanted to go to Ikea. And that was a goddamn mistake, too. But, yeah, holy shit. Good point. Houston fucking sucks. You fucking called it, dude. Good job. Yeah. Congratulations. I'd like to congratulate you. Cherry pick the voicemails that congratulate you. Yeah, so? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the one in there. The rest of them are like, Maddox, you fucking asshole. They're always (laughs) shitting on me. I play those two. But we got one. You know, we mentioned how I think Dreadmere was trying to defend San Francisco based on the density of Mm. Pokestops for Pokemon Go. So we got. <laughs> I mean, but nothing beats LA, right? Or Long Beach, maybe? 
I think, yeah, like Santa Monica. Is, Santa Monica Pier is it. Yeah, That's, so to, in my mind, Mecca. You can't spit and not hit a Pokestop if you're in the game and you can spit. Um, here's, <laughs> here's a voicemail about it, though. This is... Hi, Maddox. I just wanted to call in to let you know that I really appreciated how much time and effort that some of y'all put into uh, discussing the Pokestop density in your episode about which cities were best and worst. <laughs> All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah, pretty. Uh, you got to get on this Pokemon Go, man. Yeah, starting to feel like I'm missing out. Wait, wait for Blizzard's World of Warcraft. That's what you're gonna. I get will into. not get into that. I will get. I don't want to get sucked in. I it, I avoided. Chad, I think you and I are similar in our in our gaming proclivities, and we will. I, I have that addictive quality when I play yeah. video games. I will get sucked in forever, and I'm so glad I said. I, I, honestly, that's why I steer clear of video games yeah. because I recognize that part myself. Ron, that's why Pokemon Go is the right game for you. It's not that fun. Like I said, there's only ten minutes Again, of anything to do. Guys, really need to work on your sales pitch. <laughs> but there's only ten minutes of gameplay. That's fun for ten minutes, and then you're done till tomorrow. And that's it. That's all you can do. I look at it like with that little thing that I have that plays it for me. When I'm driving around, I can be accruing shit or I cannot. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. That's kind of how I do it. Does your girlfriend play Pokemon Go? Yeah. 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 That's nice. So you guys have something you could do together? Power couple. (laughs) Yeah. We just like, you know, it also like there there are moments when you do get out and you're like, oh, let's go to the fucking pier and walk around for a couple hours. I do think that's kind of cool. It does get people interacting with their communities more. It's a thing to do. You can walk in next to your date. You're both looking down, catching Pokemon. Just fucking... Jesus Christ. Uh, you just got, described like a seventh grader's date to me. Yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, those are all my dates. Uh, <laughs> Deepa Noir in the in the chat room says, the only people who compete against LA harder than San Francisco are people from Portland. He goes, Portland people are so uppity and annoying about how amazing Portland is compared to the rest of the world. Yeah, that's true. Portland oh, man. Portland people are really hard up about their I community. have uh, XAXT saying, next week's Babcock tip will not be spending money on microtransactions. Actually, you could be further from the truth. <laughs> oh, no, Microtransactions aren't the problem. It's the big ticket items. I'm, I'm not even going to get into it. All right. Yeah. We'll get into it next week. We got a uh, another voicemail. So uh, we had we had the sponsor eLiquid a few times on this podcast. And we talk about how they have 44,000 items, which sounds like a lot, but it's not. It's just the right amount. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got the real Christian atheist calling us out for it. Listen to this. Hey, Lord Maddox. It's me. This is a shout out to eLiquid. They have six million products <laughs> and not one more. <laughs> fuck whales. <laughs> yeah, fuck whales, you too. Uh, then we got this interesting voicemail who's kind of like shitting on California versus New York and uh, specifically with regards to AIDS legislation. Now, this is something I'll have to give some background uh, info before we get into it, but listen to this. Hi, Maddox. So I'm your resident Long Island listener. Uh, one thing I will give you about California is uh, when I went there that week, uh, I never had to worry about making a right on red in California. Uh, so that's one thing I will give California. But here in New York, I can least rest assured that if someone tried to give me AIDS, they would be charged with a felony and not a misdemeanor. Can't <laughs> say that about California. Holy shit. Okay. Dude, now that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well... But there's some guy. there's some truth to it. Um, this was this was a, a controversial law that they kind of like backtracked on in California, in Los Angeles, I think, where if you give someone AIDS, it's like not a crime. And you would think, wow, what a horrible thing! Why would anyone backtrack on that? Is because there 
in the gay community, there's this, uh, I forget the express, the, the perfect, the, the actual phrase of it, but there's, um, I guess like a bug carrier or a carrier or whatever. Bug chasers. Bug chasers. Yeah. Bug I remember chasers. reading an article about this a long time ago. Yeah. They're, they're men who intentionally want to get AIDS for, I don't know what the, re- do you know what the reason is, Chad? The article describes it as there's this kind of ever looming threat and that once you have it, the threat is gone and you can just live your life as you please. Yeah, so they no longer have the anxiety of getting AIDS. So a lot of these guys were doing this, but they were afraid that... Life is surrounded by ever-looming threats. There's a th- yeah, well, you're not a bug chaser, Ron. You can't... I, <laughs> I don't know what to <laughs> tell a- you. You can't identify. Uh, but but if for these guys who voluntarily want to get AIDS... Bugamon go. They don't, they don't want to... They don't want it to be a crime. And so that's why I think in California they pushed to repeal this oh, law. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so I think that's what this caller was referring to, uh, which is interesting because... Uh, SR7, it says, you don't give AIDS, you develop AIDS. You have HIV that leads to AIDS. Oh, my God. You dipshit. Yeah. All right. We're going to get calls correcting us on that one next week. But anyway, I thought that was an interesting uh, interesting call because I think there's something to that. Uh, we got a call about your turkey, Ron. Okay. Yeah, listen to this. Oh, boy. Hey, this is Steven in Seattle. Ron... Where the fuck do I even start with this? Crispy turkey? What the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing to these turkeys? The whole point of the Thanksgiving turkey is to make it moist. There are a hundred articles that pop up on social media every single year about how to get the most moist turkey. You're trying to do the exact polar opposite of what you're supposed to be doing with meat. No one's trying to make the crunchiest steak. The hardest ham. No, <laughs> the, hardest the whole point ham. of me is that you sink your teeth into it. It's not oh supposed my to be God. A this fucking guy. Yeah, and also, by the way, I bought Fuck Whales on Audible. Listen to Maddox's narration of it. It's fucking hilarious. And uh, get it for free from the library. That's strike one and strike two, buddy. You're on thin ice. Yeah. Oh, get my God. Keep up the good work. Yeah. This I like- fucking guy. <laughs> Apparently he's only ever had moist turkey with non crispy skin because you've been cooking your fucking turkey wrong. That's was was he saying he's bitching at me about crispy skin? Crispy, well, it sounded like he thought you were making crispy turkey. And then he used the analogy of hard ham. Yeah. I mean that does sound bad. You don't want a hard I mean, ham. Yeah. It's moist skin with it's crispy skin crispy with the skin. moist turkey. Moist turkey. You, okay. You spatchcock. You tell me what you like better. And yeah, I mean, if you got money to spend on Audible, I mean, congrats, buddy. Things are going really well for you. But personally, I'm for people who maybe are uh, a little bit harder up in their life, uh-huh. and for them, they could use the library. Yeah, or or not use Audible. <laughs> subscribe. Down, like buy my book on Audible. Which, by the way, everyone really likes my my narration. I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out, but they did an amazing job. They start out with this really nice, like classical. You know, this classical music that starts out kind of swells and then it goes. I would actually like to listen to your book. I think I think that would be the best way. I think your voice, yeah. like saying the things, I think would make it even funnier. Yeah, just because I'm assuming when you read it, you get a little riled up. Sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because I I kept yeah. looking in this in the booth when I was reading this thing, which by the way is just a marathon. It's like it takes 15 hours. It's uh, a, I always wonder. I did what it with it's like. two of mine. You did it? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. I, I mean, like, are you doing them over like been... yeah? How many days are you guys doing eight hour days where you're just talking? Basically, yeah. Yeah, like how do you like? Don't you get like tired? Like, is there a point where you're just like, "Fuck, can we just stop?" Yes, you constantly, <laughs> yeah, you constantly have to be pounding tea and coffee and drinks and like mm-hmm. keeping your th- your throat hydrated and and uh, you know taking those cough drops and honey, everything you can. But by the end of it, if you don't speak 
properly, you will you will like taste blood in the back of your throat. It is ins- it's brutal. It's insane. Dude, I've it's, never really yeah, thought because rough. you know on the one hand it's like you want to have a good book, but on the other hand you don't want to pay for the recording, f- so you can't like do it for well, the three hours a day. The, the publisher would do it anyway. Uh, I mean they'll hire someone to do it if you're not going to read yeah. it. But that's they came to me and they're like, we're going to do two of your books. Yeah. Who do you want to do the voice? And I was like, uh, me. Yeah. What are you talking about? Chad, you got a great voice. Like yeah, I would, you do. I, would listen yeah, to, yeah. I, I can see your voice. Yeah. Now I really hope I look forward to Taylor Nikolai's book on pickleball that he's going to do the audio book. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, I don't know if he's still in the chat. Put your room. pickleball bat in your bag. <laughs> oh man, I'm sad. I want to see if he's still in the chat room. Uh, Tyler Swagger says any library that carries fuck whales is a good library, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll, give, you ah, good I'll point. give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, we got one last voicemail. It's a correction because I misspoke about the fucking type of cars they have in Houston. I said that there's it's just full Ford Escalades. Listen to this. Did you say Ford Escalade? <laughs> Cadillac makes the Escalade. You fucking waterhead. Uh, I know you're going to get lit up about this. I just wanted to be douchebag of the week again. <laughs> hey congratulations you made it wow what is it it's the ford it's not the ford escalade it's the chevy escalade and then what's the the ford f-150 no what's the big giant fucking ford one that's like the ford f-350 no it's like it's like the escalade but it's a ford one there's like a chevy suburban the ford expedition i don't know man maybe i'm just thinking of chevy escalades yeah, it's it's garbage. All these tiny old ladies in Houston drive around Chevy Escalade. Oh, it's Chevy Escalade. Dude. Oh, sorry, it's a Chevy Escalade. Cadillac. 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 <laughs> Fucking idiot. That's Texas, dude. Every time I have to go back there, it's always like like out here Expedition. in LA. Every other car is a Prius. Expedition. There, every other car is some kind of giant SUV. The yeah. giant SUV. That's dude, all in Portland, every car I saw up there was a Subaru Outback. I counted 90 Subaru Outbacks when I was there for one, like a Saturday. People love the soup. In in yeah. where? Portland? Portland, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like a it's Subaru, Subaru Outback. Outback uh-huh. territory. Subaru Outbacks for sure. And then those those fucking uh, Tevas. What are those shitty shoes that look like, they're uh, like sandals, sandals and hiking tevas, shoes? Tevas, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, they're the worst. Dude, they look so bad. My girlfriend wants me to get a pair of Tevas so bad. And growing up, I always wanted a pair of Tevas. No. Yeah, oh, no. Every time I see anyone wearing Tevas, I feel like I can... Like almost taste their feet. Like it's just. <laughs> I just never understood the. I was like, why aren't you protecting your foot? Like I never got. Like if you're gonna wear sandals, wear sandals. Like I don't. It's the worst of both. Because I'm like, if you're hiking, I want my foot covered. I don't yeah. want to be like unless I was like, I don't know, going in like a, a walk. And now because we've all discussed this and our cell phones have picked it up, we're gonna have ads for fucking Tevas and yeah. all of our Instagram feeds. Oh man, I can't wait to see that. Maybe uh, I'm gonna buy a Teva sandal. <laughs> yeah we'll see uh we anyway, will <laughs> we will we should get to some quick news headlines this is an interesting story and it's it's kind of becoming scary but china has deployed this it's facial recognition at a marathon to stop cheats dude it goes china. deeper than that really yeah. they have the most robust facial recognition ai of any place in the fucking world i think in beijing yeah i've heard about and this. they uh have employed it you know how they have like the social currency there right. yeah they have employed it to shame you publicly. If you're walking through some kind of public square and you got in trouble for jaywalking or whatever, anybody who is kind of like on the lower end of their social currency spectrum, they will put your picture up on screens because the facial recognition software sees that you're walking through a, a an open thoroughfare or whatever. Your face will pop up on screens and be like, this person jaywalked, this person spit gum on the street, whatever the thing is. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's So nuts. this, though, is great. 
Well, so facial recognition will be deployed at a marathon on Sunday in China to crack down on cheating, state media said, after a half marathon was blighted by wide-scale flouting of the rules. Running and marathons are fast becoming popular in China, with participants sporting the latest trendy gear and wearable technology. But the sport has also made unwelcome headlines and half marathon last week in Shenzhen later found that 258 runners had cheated. Wow, 258 runners, including many who took shortcuts. Chinese authorities have now vowed to get tough. For this Sunday's Kunming Marathon, which is expected to draw 6,000 runners, including foreign athletes, organizers will use facial recognition to ensure people do not get someone else to run for them. Competitors must carry a valid ID and carry out verification through the facial identification system, Xinhua News Agency says. Xinhua on Thursday called the, uh, called the cheating at run in Shenzhen over the border from Hong Kong deeply shameful. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. You just get someone to run for you. And this is from uh, Yahoo News. I'm into it. I'm into all kinds of computer-aided rule enforcement for games. Hmm. If you can't enforce the rules, there's no fucking game. Um, And I'm into cheating at marathons because running sucks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not into it. Ron's a a runner. You run. Uh, I I have run. I wouldn't call myself a runner. Ron's a runner. He's a big runner. I ran Um, ran a half-half marathon. It's, It's a 10K. Is that a quarter marathon? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a, no. I mean, it is now. That it I say half. it. I call it a half half marathon. Yeah. Uh, first, we started running half 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 marathons, five k's. Yeah. Now we're up to half half marathons. One of these days, I'm gonna run a half marathon. Yeah, you're working your way up. Uh, not me. I don't like to run. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> Why'd you look at my gut there, Ron? <laughs> I don't like the way you look at my gut. Yeah, you, you made all the. You just put your super brain to work on the rest of you. You know what I mean. <laughs> You know, that's the only thing keeping me fit is all the calories it's burning. <laughs> I'd be much, much fatter if I didn't have it. My mega <laughs> uh, Substitute teacher tells first grade student Santa Claus isn't real. Oh, Yay. Fuck. Good, cool. good, good. Are you disagreeing with this, Ron? I just think it's a little harsh, you know, to get that from uh, from your teacher. That truth. Grade. Well, the yeah. base word. I do think it's fucked up that we're lying to our children, too. Yeah. The base word of the word teacher is teach. Right? So what's her job if not to tell kids that... I thought it was tea. <laughs> I think all teachers, first day of, of kindergarten should be, Santa Claus isn't real, neither is God. Now let's learn some math. The first time I was ever censored in my life was in second grade, because I found... Here's how I found out Santa Claus wasn't real, um, very unceremoni- unceremoniously. I was like, I don't know, like five years old, maybe, and I asked my mom, because I, I started hearing all these Christmas songs and seeing, like, Rudolph and stuff on, on TV. And I said, hey, Mom, uh, what's Santa going to bring me? Do I, Am I going to get a gift from Santa? She goes, oh, your dad's out in the garage. Go ask him to take you to the store and get you something. And I'm like, oh, so there is no Santa? It's just Dad is doing it? She goes, yeah, go, t- go ask him for what you want. I'm like, okay. And I just walked. That's how I learned about Santa. So in second grade, we had to write a report on what we wanted from Santa Claus, and my report was titled "Santa Does Not Exist," Fantastic. and yeah, and my teacher refused to hang it up in the hallways, and then called a, a parent-teacher meeting with my mom to discuss this with her. That's amazing. Yeah, that's because what's what is they say like, but Santa doesn't. We exist. must maintain the lie. Yeah, that's yeah, probably what they, they said. I don't know. They were just like, well, we can't hang this up in the hallways and ruin it for all the other kids. I'm like, like well, well, then you're not gonna. Get yeah, my well, kid it's gonna get ruined for them, dude. I, I was probably like seven, maybe, when I told my parents. Like, we used to have this big thing where we'd all converge on our grandparents' house, and they would hire uh, all the extended family would show up, and they would hire a guy to come in a Santa suit and pass out presents to everyone. And the the adults would all agree this is the true Santa. And uh, I told my parents, I know that's just some guy you hire. 
You know, I don't have to do the charade anymore. And that year, that fucking guy showed up and gave me a shoebox full of coal. Oh, fuck him. You know, because yeah. your parents probably told him to. Of How course. You, yeah, of course. My parents were like, Santa is real. We don't know what you're talking about. Fucking and then awful. he gave me a fucking box of coal. And then you were like, um, yeah, thanks for the fuel source. Yeah, yeah and you went and started a fire. No, I was yeah. like, well, this proves it, doesn't it? That you're just trying to now have retribution on me for... That's horrible. Yeah, you're, exactly. And then, yeah, that just like shows... Now Now your parents are just being assholes to you. Wow. Now, now, that now. was the first time and last time, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you used that coal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I made it into a diamond. Well, these. Uh, this is from CBS local it's another one of these stories where the the uh, journalist really had fun with it one teacher will be getting cold this holiday season oh boy a new jersey <laughs> <laughs> a, a new jersey school district is apologizing for a substitute teacher who told first grade students that santa claus isn't real oh she's a fucking substitute this is this makes it yeah. even better because she doesn't give a fuck yeah. she came in she came shit. in dropped the knowledge <laughs> There you go, idiots. I actually taught you something. Yeah. Enjoy. They only get paid like 110 bucks a day. Yeah, so it's not, like... yeah. A New Jersey school district is apologizing. All right, so Cedar High School, excuse me, Cedar Hill School principal Michael Raj sent a letter to parents following the incident Thursday at the school in Montville. Raj noted that as a parent himself, he understands the sensitive nature of the topic. Montville School Superintendent Renee Rovtar said that in a statement that she was troubled and disheartened by this incident. Rovtar explained that childhood wonder associated with all holidays and traditions is special to her. Well, yeah, but you're not a child. Who gives a fuck? Rovtar. Raj says that he has spoken with the teacher about her poor judgment. Administrators haven't released the teacher's name or said if she would be allowed to work again in the district. Come on. Dude, you want to talk about, is the internet giving us more dipshits? The lie of Santa Claus has been around since how long? Way before the fucking internet. And we still have dipshits saying that we have to keep telling the lie. It's insane to Yeah, me. yeah. Behavioral conformity, dude. How? I love spoiling Santa Claus to kids. Like, I love it. It's my... <laughs> You've spoiled Santa Claus? <laughs> I mean, I've said it before and like, uh, you know, not even thinking about anything of it. And the parents like muffled their ears and they like made sure the kid didn't hear it. But I didn't know. I was around a kid and I was just like talking about Santa Claus. I didn't know this kid didn't know about it. And I'm like, well, it's not my fault your kid's a dipshit. Yeah. By the way, your kid like can fucking drive. How? <laughs> oh, I, I just don't even understand. What's the fucking benefit of the lie? I don't know. I, I don't get what is the benefit societally, even individually. How I don't you, understand. How did you learn about Ron? Um, this podcast, just like, <laughs> right? Now. Yeah, about ten minutes ago. I'm um, just kind of still taking it in. Uh, I don't remember. I just remember. I think kids on the playground were like, "Yeah, Santa Claus isn't real, man." I was like, "Yeah, yeah I know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupid. You're gonna learn from other kids. I I was the one to tell that to my friends in like first grade. I told them like Santa Claus doesn't exist. I also felt like Santa was like weird that i did notice i was like is this weird how santa has the same handwriting as my dad yeah you know uh -huh. that's kind of picked up on that and then um but still like i my parents will still give me like my mom like sometimes i'll get a present from santa under the tree and i was like oh that's kind of funny like you know it's, oh, kinda, it's cute yeah, you know yeah. it's it's nice i saw a funny tweet about uh you know michael buble the uh, the singer yeah everybody knows the boob <laughs> the boob <laughs> the boob a Canadian treasure yeah he's a, he is a Canadian treasure he sang uh, Santa Baby except he changed the lyrics from Santa Baby to Santa Buddy and someone tweeted what? out yeah so it's like <laughs> Santa <laughs> Buddy yeah because because and someone tweeted out I was like why do you change it to Santa Buddy you like you're too good to suck Santa's dick like the rest of us. <laughs> 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 All right. We got one last story here. A dominatrix specializes in turning white right-wing men into socialists. 
<laughs> That's this interesting. Is, yeah. What the fuck? Like, yeah. What? How this, is that? This is a, yeah. So she says, for many of her clientele who are almost exclusively white right wing men, because she finds herself unable to even fictionally cruel. Excuse me, to be even fictionally cruel to any other type of man, that fetish is serving a powerful woman. Maybury derives her pleasure, excuse me, this is so poorly written, it says, Maybury derives her ple- pleasure comes from forcing those men to see the contradiction between their love of powerful women and their support for political parties that actively work to limit women's rights and empowerment. In her book, Dining with Humpty Dumpty, wow, she detailed conversations with a man she said exhibited the disgusting contradiction of claiming to be both a female supremacist and a Tory. What's a Tory? Is that a, like a British thing? So like it wakes in the Tories. I think the Tory is the conservative one. Okay, so he's a conservative. Okay, so I think a, so. Yeah. So he's a female supremacist. This is like interesting, right? These uh, these like male feminists, like female supremacists, and then also a Tory, like a conservative. A lot of the book is about how people use political issues with the sexual fantasy and how that's problematic. Mark uh, Marbury explained that in an interview with uh, Senator Pompadour, man, this is so British, in the book, I decided to think about the power dynamic that exists between a dominatrix and her submissive. If he wants to really make me happy, which he says he does, what could possibly make them more happy than turning him into a socialist? <laughs> I kind of, I don't know, that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Does, it, does it actually, though, translate into whatever these guys do during the day? Like, it, it, she said that was a senator in there? That was, yeah, I guess like some, some kind of some government politician. official. Yeah, some some kind of politician. Did that guy actually start to change his policies? I don't know, but it's pretty interesting because like you've you've seen guys completely drastically change themselves for a girl, right? And mm-hmm. they try to become like a diff, a totally different person, a drastically sure. different person. I could foresee a world in which someone would change their political views to impress a girl. Like the guys have actually. I was just uh, researching about uh, um, this guy who was like really obsessed with this girl, and. This girl's very religious. She was Christian, and this guy was like always a devout atheist. He became a Christian. Wow! For her. Yeah, started. that's a fundamental change in your view of reality. Yeah, it happened on uh, this last season of The Bachelorette. The guy who ended up winning it, it was revealed that he had all these different tweets and Instagram posts that he had liked that were super kind of like alt right, and she was not. And then he deleted all those, publicly disavowed them. Blah blah blah. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, those are the headlines. Chad, thank you for joining us again this week. What are, where My can pleasure. people find you? My Instagram is Bachelor Clues at Bachelor Clues at Bachelor Clues. Don't forget to follow Chad on Instagram. It's uh, if you like the ba- the show The Bachelor, it's a whole series of memes in which I liken the host Chris Harrison to a satanic figure that devours the souls of all the contestants. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, and you, sounds you, pretty you good. Still, are you still doing your podcast? Nope, it's been off. Oh, Ten minute podcast. It yeah. used to be, but uh, with Will Sasso, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. Every once in a while, we'll dick around and talk about maybe doing something else, but who knows if it will ever come to fruition. Yeah, that was a fun podcast. Well, anyway, thanks again for joining us, Chad. My and, pleasure. Thanks and Ron, for me. where can people find you? Uh, you find me, uh, in, follow me on Instagram at HeyRon, Twitter, Ron Babcock. Uh, HeyRon.com has links to everything, and make sure to go listen to my album, This Guy, on Spotify. This free. guy, yeah. It's kind of like an online library. It's a cool, you know what, Ron? You got to throw it in there. I'm, you know, veto that plug. I'm going <laughs> to It's too late. It's already out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, guys. Thank you to my rear admiral of tangents, Ron Babcock. Thank you, Maddox. Thank you to the moderator and training, Chad Culkin. <laughs> Thanks very much. But most of all, you're welcome. Ron, you stupid piece of crap. <laughs> Listen, the only people that come into a room and tell you immediately what they are are vegans and authors. Stop lumping straight edge people in with a bunch of hippie retards. And yeah, that goes for you too, Maddox.
stupid Armenian turd. Come on, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.